1: Hello and welcome back to the Roker Report podcast in association with Volks Brewery. Sondland ladies were smashed all ahead of themselves this season and are sitting pretty at the top of the league. To discuss a remarkable season so far is a lady responsible for making sure no goals go into our net. It's Sunderland Lass's keeper, Claudia Moon. How are you doing? Are you well?
0: I'm alright. Yeah.
1: Almost got your name a bit wrong
0: there. <laughs> People always do.
1: I did have to ask if it was Claudia or Claudia, but Claudia, isn't it? Yeah. Good. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> so as I've said, remarkable start of the season. Time to get excited yet, yeah, or are you keeping your feet on the ground?
0: Definitely keeping feet on the ground. Start of the season's went really well for yeah. me and for the whole team. Yeah. Especially with being unbeaten and only drawing one. So nothing really can be said about it
1: yeah how many games is that now beaten in all competitions 10
0: 10 i think yeah Ten. Yeah, yeah um losing counts. <laughs> yeah we've had two two cups
1: two cup games yeah burnley and three cup games. three yes
0: Th- yeah newcastle was the oh one newcastle I, forgot about. Yeah, yeah. I forget about that one three Jeez. cup games and then eight league games so 11
1: so 11 yeah yeah my fault i said 10 <laughs> so i'm getting i'm getting it wrong um it's your second spell at sunland though isn't it you have been here uh, before
0: yeah for sunland development
1: how different does it feel compared to the last time you were
0: here? I mean, the last time I was here, which was not last season, season before. Yeah. It's a massive difference because, I mean, we were training at Bullocksteads, which is where the first team trained as well yeah. as us. And then we also, if we had a home game, played on the same pitch. So first team and development, like, ripped the whole grass up during the week and then we had still out a play there. Yeah on the uh, on the Sunday. So, conditions have been much, much more better.
1: Better. Make <laughs> Not makes sense, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, Improved.
0: Yeah. That's it, yes. That's yeah, massively.
1: Yeah. Um, you're at the academy at the moment, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are you finding that's just much better being in yeah. the academy? Do you feel much more part of the club being part of there? Because I think a lot of people were surprised that you weren't there originally.
0: Yeah, Um. yeah, definitely. Um. I mean... You look at other teams and they're going like it's getting into winter and they're going still out on 3G outside on the grass outside. Yeah. And we're, we have the privilege to be inside. So it might be a bit nippy in the barn sometimes, but it's not like torrential rain or anything. So it's really nice uh, facility
1: for us. And for people who have like maybe not been in the academy, which is, to be honest, many of us what are the kind of benefits of an academy the kind of Sunland size for, for a ladies team where maybe, you know, with all due respect to other ladies teams they maybe don't have that level of facilities. Some of the, the men's team don't have that kind of facilities. What, what are the benefits of the academy?
0: Yeah, when you walk in, I mean, you go past like other coaches like from other teams of Sunland and you, it's just like, it just, it's like, like being a part of something much more than just yeah. the ladies team. So, it's just, it just feels like, feels like Something better than what, like what, like you say, other teams have. Like, yeah. it's hard to describe. Yeah, <laughs> no,
1: I know what you mean. I mean, it's. I suppose one of the the big differences that I've noticed since the start of the season is we have that hashtag, don't we? That one club, our club, sort yeah. of thing. Um, and I think that's why a lot of people were quite surprised that you know previously there wasn't training at the academy for for the the girls' teams. Yeah. Um, whereas, if you're having a, a slogan like that, you've kind of got a yeah have something like <laughs> that. Um, but it is it is surprising how when you look across the rest of the country that doesn't always happen and it sometimes does feel a bit of a detriment towards yeah. whichever particular team it may be. So it is good that they've got them on board. But I mean, when you were, when you would have been here the first time, obviously part of the development squad, but with that as well, you also had Ellis Short there or the previous regimes. I don't think Stuart took over by that point. No. Have you felt like a difference coming into the club? I mean, obviously Stuart was here a season um, before you came back but do you feel like there's a bit more focus you have a little bit more leeway there's a little bit more um, notice of the ladies team compared to what there was maybe when there was previous regimes here
0: uh, 100% I mean I don't know when I was here uh, last time I'm unsure if Sunland, like like the one club our club yeah. uh, were as as promoting for the ladies team on like social media mm-hmm. I'm not too sure of that and um, maybe there might have been like for...
1: I think it's been a relatively fresh thing, hasn't it? Yeah, like, like
0: maybe there might have been for like, say, uh, that goal uh, Stan scored. Yeah. I think that might have like got some got attention from the yeah. men's. But I don't think... I'd, this is just my... I don't actually know, but because I don't didn't actually see it. Yeah. So from my personal view, didn't seem much. But this season, I mean, we've got uh, Jess Brown getting goal of the month yeah and that's bit and then Nave's goal at the weekend that's got to get getting goal on uh, yeah Sunderland's uh, Sunderland men's Twitter so yeah. it's much much better than, feels
1: much more involved doesn't it yeah, it's yeah. like it's it feels that like there is a, a, a nice wealth of information you can get from a competitor what maybe happened previously but there can still always be more yeah, yeah. there can still always be more 100% definitely. Um, I wanted to kind of look at your your own career so far your own season jersey, um, so far she started the season um, technically as backup to, to Alison. Um, she unfortunately broke her arm in the Huddersfield game. Now, the Huddersfield game, for people who may not be aware, the people who are aware, was obviously huge at the time. I think Huddersfield were top. I think it was on goal difference or something along that lines at that point. Huge game. We went 1-0 down at half time. we made a lot of changes well a couple of changes at halftime they totally turned it around but she broke around arm in about the 60th minute yeah I think um so you're coming on for like the last 30 minutes in a huge game I think we were talking sort of off air it was 1-1 at the time what's it like to kind of come on with half an hour to go in a huge game it's like the first game of the season you're not expecting to come on how do you kind of mentally prepare yourself for that
0: I mean, uh, Mel went, Claudia get warmed up and like, because usually when capers go down, you don't expect them to stay down. Yeah. Well, that's from my experience. No, I agree. So I'm like, oh, like, and she went, go get warmed up. So like, I ran down to the side of the pitch and like, like, I just stood and like, looked at Alison. I was like, oh, (laughs) she actually is like, really hurt. And like, I went back up and she's like, is she all right? I "I don't think so. And then like, it was a bit of a panic at first for me because I mean, I was just, I did not expect it, I just expected to get back up just a little like I just thought it was a knock.
1: Yeah.
0: Um but yeah, I just had to quickly get shin pads on, gloves on, just get on there. But I think for my performance from that game, I just had to go on all confident. Like I was nervous, very nervous. But like I just had to do what I can. Like I couldn't have went on the pitch and and like backed off. Like so there was times where I think I've put off that... Attackers because it's not like Huddersfield it might have been 1-1 and we might have won 4-1, but it wasn't like Huddersfield didn't come forward no. because they did, they yeah. kept going. And there was some times when they've put the ball in and I've came for it, but I haven't got it, but I've put their them off from, from getting anything from it. And yeah, I think yeah. that me doing that for myself has built my confidence up from there.
1: Sometimes getting your first save, isn't it? It's like yeah. when like a young debutant comes on and you think like let's say a seventeen-year-old, eighteen-year-old kid, you might think, Oh, they've been highly rated, but what they're gonna be like and then they got the first touch of the ball and they always repeat that, don't they? Yeah. As soon as you got that first touch and you think, well, okay, that's done and over yeah. with. It's kinda like me at the moment, my first exam in uni. I'm waiting <laughs> to get that one out of the way so the rest of them don't seem as nervous at yeah, the same yeah. time. But I mean, it's like that in any game, isn't it? I suppose when you come on and but to come on in a game like that you can't really mentally prepare yourself for a can you? No. You're meant to professionally, yeah. but it's really difficult to come on with half an hour and say, right, you've got to keep a clean sheet or concede as little as you can yeah. and collect stuff as much as you can. Um, but then you come out of the game and you've won 4-1. Um, huge game. And I think it, although the team was playing quite well at that point and you would have not expected to win but hoped to win, that does seem to have changed the dynamic completely where we look at kind of almost dominant and unbeatable. Yeah. Um, but how much did that benefit you? That last half an hour. How much confidence has that given you for the games that you've played since?
0: I mean, I, I came off the pitch relieved. I was, I was like, thank, I, like, I was quite thankful that I didn't concede yeah. because it's a massive, it's a massive like, like downer for me back, conceding. Yeah. It's like even if we won, I hate conceding. Yeah, so, uh, so to come off there without conceding, but to still win, it was, it was a good start for me. I think even if we won and I did concede. I'd be, I wouldn't be as confident going into the next game. Yeah. But the fact that I came on and I did my job and I did what I, what I had to do made me more mentally prepared for the next game.
1: It's almost like you thought you could do it. Yeah. If that yeah. makes sense? Yeah. And you kind of need that, don't you? No yeah. matter how much you're prepared through your life. Um, the big thing for me, and I'm trying to put myself in your shoes here, which is, it's kind of hard because you don't want to see me playing goals. I'm really <laughs> bad. Um But in front of you, you've got Charlotte, who I know she's 25, but vastly experienced um, over a number of different teams and a number of different roles and a number of different positions, really. Um, And you've also got Grace, who's obviously massively experienced as well. Um, How much did they help being part of that, like the people that are just in front of you, them being so experienced and you coming on for your first game of the season? um, How much does that help having someone like that in front of you?
0: Massively. Like, Like, I need them too, because... Like, as you say, they're very experienced, mm-hmm. so they know what they're know what they doing, they know what they're talking about, and they can help me as much as I try to help them. Yeah. So it's not just me communicating from the back, it's also them new, whether yeah. it's across the back line, or talking to me, or talking to the whole team. Uh, they're very uh, strong um
1: Shaw's got a strong character, hasn't she? Yeah. Like, you can, like... Very. I mean, I was at the, the game against Stoke on Sunday and you can really hear her like, and orders. Yeah. Whereas Grace is kind of, like, really chatty and really talkative in, in person to speak. But on the pitch, she's maybe not as loud yeah. as Charlotte. No, but yeah, yeah. you can see that she's speaking throughout the game sort of consistently yeah. as well. And it must be, like, I just thought, looking back, when you watch it, like, you must have so much confidence that you've potentially got the best two centre-halves in the league right yeah. in front of you. And I don't think there's many people that could... Disagree with that?
0: Yeah, no. Um, Yeah, uh, Charlotte's definitely the, more the vocal. the vocal. but yeah. For Grace, like if I'm talking to Grace or if someone else is talking to Grace or if Grace is talking to someone else, like she uses hand gestures and that's when I know that she always seems to be listening. Yeah. Because she's always, uh, she always like puts a thumbs up or she knows like she's just listening. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Charlotte's always trying to get on the ball as well. Like just constantly, it's like just... She just wants to get the ball, get a goal and
1: fifteen minute hat rick from centre off the other week, wasn't yeah.
0: it? Yeah. <laughs> I think Unbelievable. All three came from corners?
1: Yeah, they did. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's absolutely true.
0: I mean, fair enough.
1: Yeah, you right. kinda complain with that. And she got one It was it against Hull free yeah.
0: kick as well? Free kick, yeah. The so goal really...
1: scoring centre off. <laughs> Not too bad. No, no. Um, Talking of, I think I was speaking to to Neve the other day. I did a little piece with Neve, and she was also discussing how you know not just the experience in front of yourself, sort of Grace and also uh, Charlotte in front of you, but like the experience you the team. And, and she mentioned Kira. She mentioned Melanie as well. Um, she said how important it is to have people like that. That is, you don't have to ask for advice; they'll give you it regardless. Yeah. And it seems that like there's a really nice blend through the team at the moment of like really sort of youthful, almost inexperienced yeah. players alongside people who've been there, done it, bought the T-shirt and wore it twice, yeah. Um, such so as Kira and, and Molly's sort of 50th appearance the yeah. other day. Um, do you find that the squad has a really good dynamic from a, a personal level?
0: Definitely. Yeah. I mean, you've got Niamh and Jess who are making a big impact on the team, only at 16. Yeah. And then you've got Kira, who's been there for
1: a who knows time. how many seasons, <laughs> yeah.
0: still making a big impact on the team. So, And then there's all the, all those in between all them everyone's got different experiences mm-hmm. so and I think that's what helps the team like because it's a different team than what it was like two seasons ago yeah, or even last season yeah. so I think it's good to have a mixture of like different experiences different personalities and just different ages of yeah. people
1: when it comes to that sort of stuff as well and I've asked sort of numerous goalkeepers throughout the years I've always found it quite interesting Right? it might sound like a daft question so <laughs> forgive me but goalkeepers have one position in the team, and obviously yeah. at the moment Alison's injured. Um, so automatically, you're going to be in the battles, and is going to come back. I don't know how far away she is, but I'm assuming not too far away.
0: Um, she's got a she's got a cast on now, but she can take it
1: off. She can take it off. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: And she was at train on Tuesday doing some footwork.
1: Okay. Yeah. So she's close. Yeah. So then you get that competition in place, and goalkeepers always seem to have a really good bond. You know, the goalkeepers union and all that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. However. When you're kind of competing against each other, how do you keep that competition healthy without kind of stepping on each other's toes? Because that must be quite a, yeah. an interesting dynamic because you spend all the time together. You're probably best mates with each other. I know a lot of goalkeepers that hang out all the time yeah. together, but then at the same time, you're both vying for that one place. Um, how do you keep it sort of healthy?
0: Well, I think me and Alison would like, we're just, we encourage each other yeah. in when when Alison was in training, yeah. like we encourage each other in a match, like, if Alison made a, made a good save or did something well, I'd, like, I don't know if she heard me or not, I don't know if anyone heard <laughs> me, but I'd be, I'd be saying, oh, well done, and all this, but, like, in training, like, if one of us makes a good save, then we're, like, it's the other person saying, oh, well done.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think that just keeps us going, uh, because, yeah, you can't, with two goalkeepers, you can't have a negative relationship and needs to be positive from both sides, so... You go forward together, not just the person who's actually in the team, who, uh, in the starting eleven. Yeah,
1: wanted to speak a little bit about sort of Chris. How has he helped you improve your game, um, Chris Wilson?
0: Uh, well, I've had Chris a few times as a goalkeeper coach. Okay. So I've had him when I was at State College, mm-hmm. um, and I think since then, because that that would be like end of 2015, going into 2016. Yeah. Both of us has improved, like. As a goalkeeper and Chris as a coach. Yeah. Um both are definitely more experienced now. But I've also had him at Newcastle when yeah. I was there.
1: Don't swear in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um and then I had him at Southern Development. So I've been I've had a few seasons with Chris and uh, I think this one's definitely the best the best season so far within training, yeah. training-wise, because it's just I mean it's just it's more it it's more like a higher um,
1: level.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely like it's more testing as well. Yeah. So but I mean the season that had it's under development is quite hard because we're at uh, we're on like mud constantly, yeah. a boggy pitch constantly and we're using uh, light like these lights that were like generated that would like that would wouldn't even give you any part of the pitch would like sh- it would shine uh-huh like like as big as this room like it would not give off much light so that yeah. was i think it was a struggle for the team and for chris to do any drills when yeah. really you couldn't see especially in the winter because it's pitch black it was quite hard but now cuz we're in the barn the f- the facilities are there it's much easier it's and it's just so much more enjoyable yeah. and like chris gives like, gives me a, work, a workout. So, like, after I'm, like, I'm sweating. Yeah. And, like, I'm ready for when Mel needs me to come into the drill.
1: Yeah. With with Chris as well, you've mentioned, obviously, you've been with him quite a while. So do you kind of, do you enjoy the fact that you feel like you've almost sort of had your football and education grown up with him, if that makes any sense? Would you prefer to have someone sort of from start to end? Or is it sometimes nice to have someone different in now and again? Or has it been really beneficial for you personally to have him so often?
0: I feel like it's... For me to come into come back into Sunderland, much better knowing who my goalkeeper coach is going to be. Yeah. So I don't think I would have came in as confident uh, when I when I was first uh, training with uh, the team. Yeah. But I came in and it was like, it was just oh how, how have you been, and then like let's just get back into where we left off. Really.
1: Like meeting with a mate over yeah, a yeah. pint after yeah. a couple of years yeah, yeah same with Craigsy. he's yeah. just
0: always alongside Chris as well yeah and of who was with me at Newcastle the first time I was at Newcastle swearing again
1: <laughs> 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 um, we talked a little bit off air about sort of goalkeeping idols and you said there's no one specifically that you sort of looked at directly but I suppose I mean in what I do sort of interviews I'll listen to sort of other interviews to see which bits I can take from other people and put my own sort of stance on it yeah um but is there any particular goalkeepers, either past, present, or, or you know, people that you play alongside or played against, that you sort of look at as people that you not aspire to be, but you could take things from and there's certain things that you, you kind of admire about them?
0: I think there's different different parts of different goalkeepers that I think I would like to be able to, I would aspire to be yeah. able to be the same as them with. So like for, I'd say, De Gea.
1: Yeah.
0: He's really, I mean, I think he's a good keeper all around.
1: Yeah, he's fantastic, for yeah.
0: for him, like for me, his specifics are like when he comes out and the way he like, for 1v1s, like he's good with getting into where he needs to be and yeah. he's good with stopping his them. kind position kinda. is
1: great, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good position.
0: Uh, Pickford. Yeah. I mean, not just because he's from Sunderland.
1: Because he's class. I
0: mean, I think it's <laughs> great, yeah. I think it's great that he's a Sunderland yeah, boy and he's like... Yeah went to the World Cup and all that. Um but his throws and his distribution are really good as well. And
1: it's an attacking force, isn't it? Almost? Yeah. It's like it's a whole new dynamic to yeah. this game.
0: Like it just all you need to do one one big ball forward and it's a possible chance on goal. So I definitely definitely like uh see like that part of his game.
1: I'm pleased you said Pickford. I was hoping <laughs> you were gonna say Pickford, but I had to, had to make sure. Um with with training and stuff like that one thing that surprised me when i first started really getting involved and listening and i don't know why it surprised me i know that it sounds really stupid because i know there is a difference unfortunately in terms of pay and and levels in terms of that um so therefore i know a lot of you also have to have a job on the side of that whereas maybe the men's team and you know fortunately for them don't have that but because of that what you do get is you get less training than maybe the men's team does yeah um I think, I could be wrong here, but is it two hours per, like four hours per week you get training. Is that right? Give it to twice a yeah, week, isn't it? Something well, like that.
0: Start at, start at half seven. Yeah. Finish nine, so.
1: Even like slightly less than that. Yeah. Is it difficult or are you kind of used to that?
0: I mean, I, I'm at uni and I do the uni football. Yes. So, so I do, yeah. have the extra training session on the Monday.
1: So you don't and, feel like you're losing out on anything or anything And like I that.
0: have S&C yeah. with them as well. So... I mean, because uni football is different to Sunderland. Yeah. So training-wise, it's it's going to be different. And I'm not, because there's no goalkeeper coach at uni. Yeah. So where I'm getting my specific training is at Sunderland. Yeah. Which is, I mean, and it's not a given time of how long I'm going to get for when Mel needs me in their drill. So it could yeah. just be half an hour or it could be 45 minutes for how long I get with Chris. So I think there could be more. Yeah. So, uh, for some of the ladies, could definitely have more uh, training hours. Yeah. Definitely.
1: Do you think with um, sort of the World Cup in the summer, it definitely felt like there was a, a change and shift yeah. between people who paid attention to the women's game yeah. to the point where, like, it got people weren't calling it the women's game; they were just calling it the match. Yeah. Which is kind of what I was doing, like during the World Cup, and you know, I'd just be, "Oh, you watching the match night, Dad? Yeah, yeah, no problem." It wasn't the, <laughs> I was watching the women's football or the lasses, but um i was speaking to jill scott about the the shift in obviously she's at the peak and, and has been for a while but even she says she could feel like the change in grassroots really is changing like the the dynamics at the top as well she's i think her quote was anything that comes from um anything that changes at the top comes from the bottom and yeah. it doesn't change without it um as someone maybe sort of in the middle of that do you feel like a huge shift since the summer do you, do you feel that? personally that there has been a not just a rise in interest but a rise in levels.
0: Uh there's definitely been so much more interest in women's football whether that's people wanting to get involved or that's supporters. But I mean I feel like that happens with the Olympics with any big event that goes on yeah. which is good because whenever like the women's world cup on there should be a
1: like a boost. A boost. Of, yeah.
0: That's when people should be Promoting it the most, like that's the time, that's the peak time for people to be like, right, I want to do this, yeah. or I think my little girl might enjoy this. I mean, it shouldn't just be like one boost in every four year. Yeah. <laughs> so it should be all the time. Yeah, that's why there needs to be more major coverage on women's football in general, not just certain ladies. Yeah coverage in general because there could be someone who could be like the greatest women's footballer in the in the country
1: right down the road from you a couple of doors down but because
0: there's no media coverage or no one's showing it to them or getting them involved in it they're not going to be yeah and it's it's a shame really because there needs to be more done about it
1: i think like one thing that i'm enjoying as a fan for example i wish i'd seen someone like lucy Bronze, yeah like at a peak if I'd gone and seen Sunderland, say what seven years ago, instead of just going to see the men's team, I might have seen Jill Scott, yeah. Steph, Lucy, Lucy, other Lucy, um, Demi, another one. Um, and I feel like I mean I was saying before the game against Stoke on Sunday when when Neve scored that second goal and Mel probably won't like me for saying this, <laughs> but I felt like I was watching someone who I might be seeing on an international stage. Yeah, in a few years' time, there's there's kind of a, a niceness about that. Yeah. Um, I feel like in the northeast football is just football. Like I, th- I think that there's always been a level of it Then and I definitely feel like it has increased. But I think you're totally right. I think it's all about sustainability and I think you're right in what you're saying that sustainability needs to come from coverage yeah. um, and, and knowing who's who, which is why we do podcasts, you yeah. see. Um, but for you personally then, away from maybe the game, what, what's your ambitions moving forward? Maybe not even just for the season, just in general. Do you, do you set yourself targets or do you just take game by game?
0: Um, well, I just, I want to... I mean, I want to be, I want to be able to say that football is my job.
1: Yeah.
0: I want to be able to say that. I don't want to rely on a job that I, w- I wouldn't be enjoying. Yeah. Uh, so I just, I, I want to keep going. I do. the First thing I've always had since I've started football is I want to be able to, I want to get to somewhere where I, I feel like I've actually achieved. Yeah. I mean. Being able to play for S- Sunderland Ladies first team, I've I've hundred percent achieved. That's where I mean, I was yeah, born in Sunland. I was at the centre under twelves and eventually I've got there. And but I wanna I wanna be I want that to be more. Yeah. So
1: feels like you've hit that step. Yeah. Where you've like you've trained and trained and you want to get to that level where you're playing sort of every week for a team. Yeah. You are doing that, you're doing it for your hometown team. But then what's the next step after that? Yeah. Yeah. Good way to be. I try to do that with with podcasts, (laughs) but then I just hit one point and I just stay the same. Um, When you were growing up, I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going (laughs) to ask anyway. But um, which team did you watch growing up? Who do you support?
0: It was was Sunderland, but Mm -hmm. I had a little stage in my life where um, it was Man U and Man City at the same time.
1: So pleased you said someone other than... (laughs) that lot <laughs> <laughs> no, no.
0: <laughs> yeah it was man city at the same time so i'd be walking around in either man city strip or a man united strip at the same time which when i look back at it now a bit controversial
1: yeah <laughs> very controversial
0: <isn't> <laughs> yeah but i mean they were both great teams at the time i mean man city still is but man united's had a bit of a yeah had bit a of bit of, of a dip yeah
1: i'd switch for some then, mind, to be honest i wouldn't <laughs> yeah. mind but i was gonna say was it good man city or bad man city well, not as good, Man City. Although they've been good for about a decade now, haven't they? They've Quite been, been. Yeah. yeah. Time flies. I'm feeling old. <laughs> I um, mean,
0: Ryan Giggs was still playing. He was my favourite player for Man United at the time. He? And then Sean Wright Phillips was my favourite player Sean for Man City. Yeah, I <laughs> that, don't know. <laughs>
1: that's left wing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah left of centre, should I say? Um, but did you go to? Did you go to the stadium like Rooker Park? Or, although, saying that Rooker Park was knocked down, what? A while ago now, yeah. Now I'm really yeah, feeling. Yeah, I don't old.
0: even. I don't even know if. Yeah. Yeah,
1: a while ago. <laughs>
0: I while wasn't ago. here at the time. You
1: weren't here, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was. Um, but did you go to the same like growing up and stuff? Do you have family or, like big Sunland fans? You, um, you're Sunland born, I believe. Is yeah. That right? yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my whole family's Sunland. but I'm like, if I, if there was a chance for me to go to a of the match and yeah. I had nothing on the day, I would. But like, so back in under twelves. Matches one a Saturday. Yeah. So even if there wasn't, you couldn't go. Yeah, but yeah,
1: kind of lucky in a way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> From my side, anyway. <laughs> I wish, I wish I had something else to do on a Saturday. I'll tell you that. Um, and so sort of just to finish, um, it's a, probably a difficult question, and I'm asking it looking to look into the future again. But if there's one thing that you could change in the women's game over the next ten years, or the, one thing that you would like to see change, yeah, what would it be and why?
0: Obviously, media. Yeah, but that. But from media, before media can be, like, it's hard. Because for there to be more media, there needs to be more supporters. Yeah. Or else the media's not going to gain anything from it. But then, like, which one goes first? Is it the supporters or is it the media? Because media, media gains supporters. So definitely more supporters, more media coverage. But for, I just think, men's teams need to back. The women's teams more, yeah, and like the need to get behind teams like this. Like for us, luckily, we've now we are kind of getting backed, and if we get promoted this season, then we'll get like it'll, it'll be, be a huge yeah. a huge boost for us. So, and also also like for it's quite sad for where some of the ladies were, and for them to be relegated twice.
1: Yeah, through twice. no fault of their own as well.
0: Yeah, just not because of team performance, because yeah. I don't even think they were were in relegation no, in the league.
1: seventh, I think. Yeah, I think they weren't even in relegation. Yeah, and nowhere near. They've
0: somehow been relegated twice. It's quite unbelievable to say that, and it's because of funding, when really it shouldn't. It should be because of... Performance. Performance yeah. and because of the league table. Yeah. So I don't think that should... Ever I don't think funding should <laughs> yeah. be a factor on where your team stands. Yeah. It should be on performance.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Claudia, thanks very much.
0: Thank you for having me. It's <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen,